Welcome to That's Anita Live, the talk show dedicated to providing emotional healing through sharing to help you create a happier life. Today, we're learning more about meditation. Mary Huber, pastor of Community Chapel of Holistic Healing, is also a spiritual counselor, teacher, and a hands-on healer. She joins us today to assist in to assist us in understanding more about meditation and its connections to our core, its benefits. Because a lot of us don't use meditation as much or as well, or I mean, we, a lot of us don't even take it seriously. I found that to be true. <laughs> <laughs> but but as a hands-on healer, you started out in nursing, right? I started in nursing and because I had to deal with a lot of dying children all at one time. Wow. And when I was there, um, I was working with an entire ward full of children who were dying of leukemia. At that time, they had oh, no cure. Yeah. And it was just so tough that I had to take a break from nursing because mm -hmm. I just really didn't know what to do about that. And that really sent me off looking for well, my first question wasn't, you know, healing. It was, is there life after death? <laughs> That's really how it started. Okay. So exploring that, and then I found ways that um, there was a whole field of what they called at the time natural health, and that I had yeah. not known anything about, because you're not trained in that when you're in nursing right. school. You right. have a straight training. Everything is physical yes. about the body. And Arteries yes, and veins. And, yes. and that was fine for a time. But um, then I realized there were other, many other things you could do to promote health. And so when I began to study that and getting back into nursing, I was actually able to take it back with me uh, I did have a, a sojourn to the West Coast for two years, and I lived in California. And uh, so when I came back, I went back it, into the field I had been in before. I had worked at NIH in the, as a clinical research nurse, and oh, okay. I went actually back to the same unit. And they kept looking at me like, you're you know, coming these crazy ideas coming in from California. That's where they're yes. coming from. <laughs> we still think that way. We still think that way about California. That's where, I mean, settlers stopped on the East Coast and California people were the folks that just yeah. kept going. Yes. And I thought, gee, all the time I've lived out here and then they're calling me a California girl. I only was there after two years. <laughs> but it, um, it was enriching and I learned okay. a lot. I had also spent some time in Albuquerque. Um, and that there was a whole group of people there who were involved in other kind of healing. So I, I learned a lot along the way. So when I came back um, east, it was still the basic meditation I had learned that, I, that kept as the theme that ran through helping people get well. Because I found that um, dealing with a lot of people who really have a terminal illness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they are looking for their answer yes. and they're looking for health and when it looked like nothing else was going to work and they were very depressed and they said well that's it I'm you can't do anything for me medically I'm done and I looked at them and I said no there's some other things you, you can California do. You California girl with those and weird said, ideas. Well it you know you have lift spirits with that yes. if there is hope. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize, you know, how much hope it was giving because they, they said, yes, really? And I said, sure. 
So there were this whole field, and I said, if I can't do anything else and teach you anything else, I, I want to teach you meditation because that is the ultimate place you can go within yourself mm. to generate the resources that you have within. So to you, is there a connection between physical health and self-healing? There's a connection between every busy part of you, um, all the mind, the body, the spirit, mm -hmm. the emotion. They're all connected. There isn't any division. They just look like they're applied here and there, mm -hmm. but they all work together. And any infraction in one of them will cause a disturbance in some other one. And what I have come to understand is that the body takes the hit of all of the the mind, the emotions, mm -hmm. and anything that might be wrong in the spirit. The body, it wow. shows up as a disease or an illness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if it's, your body doesn't get, get the uh, demonstration of your imbalance, you'll, your mind will get it. Your emotions will get it. It's, it's sort of where your weakness lies. So if someone is getting headaches, but they mm -hmm. don't think they're stressed and they don't know why? Well. Usually tension is not recognized by the individual who is living their life because they're living at such a pace, especially today. <laughs> and yeah. they don't recognize that they're, they're pushing, pushing on to do things, that they are not really doing the kind of care, self-care they should be doing. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of tension that builds up. The interesting thing, though, too, yeah. is the other people and events around you also affect you. So that headaches can also be attributed to a worry about the world situation True. Yeah, or your yeah. survival because uh, you're worried about a family member. It doesn't even have to be you personally. And it can create such tension that it would create, could possibly create a, a tension headache. For instance, watching the news over and over and oh over my. again. Oh <laughs> my, really. I guess we have to learn to know when we have had enough and kind of wash your mind and your feelings out with some maybe a good funny movie or go to humor, do something uh, else that you can, uh, well, that's accessible to you and, and do something that will refresh you because there's just so much of that is uh, pulls down the spirit within. It begins to make people worry so much. And worry and fear are two things that have affected the spirit of people. And it just takes you on a spiral that goes down rather than to you know, give you hope and bring you up. So we have to counterbalance everything. We have to know what's going on, but you can't go there and live in it. You ha can't get emotionally connected or involved in it without having it affect you personally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, every which way. Why is it that so many people do not take meditation seriously? I, well, it's not really taught by a lot of churches. You know, basic uh, religions, they, they acknowledge it, but they, they don't use it as a tool for helping people, uh, that I, at least in my experience. Uh, this me really came in from the East, obviously, from yeah. the India, yeah. from the Vedic traditions and um, the uh, Yogananda who came through um, in the 60s, I think, and he wrote the book uh, Autobiography of a Yogi. Okay. Uh, he really brought the, the idea of meditation to the general public. Now, obviously, had it been going on in smaller 
um, church events where you had different people who were concerned about, but didn't go, didn't spread out to the average person. So he was really bringing that in. And then other yogis have come in to do similar work. Uh, and monks from Tibet and such have been through, uh, the Dalai Lama, mm -hmm. et cetera. And they have great influence on people. But um, meditation is, you're looking for the divine within you. Okay. This is what really meditation is about. It's looking for God within. You know, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom and oh, all other things, things will be added to you. Mm -hmm. So when I give a definition of meditation, it's going to always be about, I call it listening to God. I don't want to uh, train people with just that notion, however, because if I were to say that, people would expect to hear a voice. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, dear, that wouldn't be very good. <laughs> Wrong because, direction. Well, I did. Once I had helped a lady with a medical condition, and she was doing well with her um, meditation. And she finally said, well, you know, I'd like to do something, you know, that's more focused. I, I, I lose track, you know, I get out of off. And I said, well, you know, you know, you're focusing on your third eye. You know, it's kind of where the God eye, the Anjna center from the east, mm -hmm. where you have that seeing eye, and that's, you know, you look from your spiritual side. And uh, she, so she said, okay, I'll do that. She went home and came back a few months later, and she said, Mary, she said, there's an eye looking at me a lot. And I thought, oh dear, she is <laughs> externalized. <laughs> she was so good at what she did. Mm -hmm. She was actually able to make it so real, I thought, oh dear, I mean, she's a much better meditator than I could have possibly imagined. Mm. Um, so I said, no, no, I said, I'm so sorry. Um, I said, you just, that the concept was not understood and I, I have to be more careful in the future. So I got to her to, ex I explained to her, no, I said, that's not, that wasn't the focus, okay. to create an actual eye. So that's why I'm now very careful not to create an idea that you can actually hear a voice. But what you're doing is getting uh, involved with an inner part, a higher dimension of yourself that is your soul. You are created perfectly by God. Every person has a perfect creation. Not many people recognize that either. And in order to go within and listen, feel, experience, let God be with God within mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is a supreme experience of great peace, inner peace. I learned a long time ago that that's one of the basic elements in healing. Okay. You must have inner peace because otherwise you run out and do the same bad behavior or bad habits or run the machinery in your head or get very emotional again, you recreate something that, that, that caused the problem in the first place or you cause, recreate something else. It's, you can get patched up as you go with the physicians and doctors and such, but what it does require is cooperation of the person, the individual, to understand that the power within them is greater than anything else that's given. This is just helping you get to a place where you can feel good enough to sit down and meditate. It's hard when you're okay. in a lot of pain. It's hard when you're really feeling very sick to do that kind of focusing. Mm -hmm. So really what people do is prayer. 
Do people come to you fine. and say they've tried to meditate, but it's too difficult? Their mind races and they can't find or they can't get their mind to calm down into a quiet space? Yes, this is even people who are trying to go to sleep at night that can't <laughs> find it. True. <laughs> and uh, yes, this is a wonderful focus of the mind. So it how, has so how, many dimensions. What do you dimensions. tell them to, to help them stop that machine or that racing, that negativity that goes on in their head? Well, the probably not meditation to begin with. You okay. want to do one of the other methods that are intermediary, I think they're intermediary, to before you get to meditation, because it is difficult for people to settle down. Uh, there's a subset of people who are kind of wired, internally wired, to be able to go within very easily. Mm. But most of the people in the world are kind of more extroverted and they're, they're racing and they're, they're out and they're doing. It, it's difficult for people to quiet down and be okay and be comfortable and be quiet. Does meditation help you self-heal? It, it is the place for self-healing. We'll be right back to get more into the self-healing and the benefits. How can meditation benefit you in your life? What if I told you that you could stop the negative tape from playing inside your head? What if, with seven simple steps, you could leave the pain of the past behind and live every day as your true, authentic self? It is possible, and you can do it. The ebook, Seven Simple Steps to Beat Emotional Baggage How to Become Whole, Healed, Healthy, and Happy, shares how to resolve emotional baggage and feel free to live true to your own personality spirit and character transform negative thinking into positive thinking and become equipped to boldly face your past and resolve emotional pain get your free copy at thatanitalive.com slash ebook and we're back with pastor mary discussing meditation you were Walking me through uh, an exercise that someone can use if they're having difficulty quieting their mind. Mm -hmm. If they're having difficulty, you said it's a good one to use at night if you're trying to settle down and go to sleep. Right, because your body needs to get, get rid of all that tension so that you can start another level of that work where you can go and settle within yourself. Okay. The and next level would be to go and use your mind. Now, yeah. and you said you start with your feet. Right. And then you just either picture or you tell to yourself that each part of your body is relaxing. Yes, even if you don't think it is. So you just start with telling yourself, okay, now my feet are relaxing. Right. Now, is there is there breathing that goes along with that? Because as I know some people <laughs> that will just go five, four, three, two, one and yeah. think, oh, it didn't work and move on. No. But it's actually an exercise. So. When I'm thinking about my feet, do I also, is there a slow breathing or deep breathing that goes you, along you with that? You can breathe with it, but you're imaging. Your, your mind is directing your body. Okay. Because your mind directs your body all the time anyway. Yes. So you're, you have to realize that, that you have that command of the body. So your feet, and you give it the feeling of being a bit heavier, and it might be sinking, it's just relaxing, and you talk, you talk to your feet like you're talking to somebody else, telling them to relax. Okay. You talk to your legs. And you, you do it in segments from the knees down. 
then from up to the hips. Okay. And then you begin to pull that understanding through. Now, people have low back problems, so you maybe want to take smaller sections of the body. But as you're working with your own body mm -hmm. and directing it and imagining it and feeling the relaxation, you just feel it happening. Uh, you don't, you can spend a bit of time on each section. Um, you have to experiment with it. Right. Okay. So you do spend a little bit of time on each. Um, I know it should take you like 10 minutes to get up through the body and the beat. Okay. when you start, you shouldn't run, run it fast. Mm -hmm. But you have, your mind should also say, I did it. You have to have that kind of mindset where, oh, that's done, that's done, that's done, that's done. I'm so relaxed, I'm so relaxed. Everything is coming together, everything is fine. Okay. And when you do this over time, by the time you get to your head, you're, you're really tired, you've been working hard, you've been, put yourself to sleep, and you haven't been doing anything else. You haven't been worrying, you haven't been fretting, you haven't been planning, you haven't done anything else. You've just been doing this. And after a while, you've actually, it kind of bores you. So you put yourself back, and before you know it, you can hardly get up your legs and you're just back, you're sleeping. Okay. That was very, very, very helpful. But when you're there and you're still awake and you haven't done anything, then you begin some imagery work. And the imagery, using the power of your mind and your imagination okay. for a constructive way. Uh -huh. Because the exercise that we just went through would be particularly beneficial to those of you that are on this binge and where you have to have caffeine to help you wake up in the morning. And then in the evening, you have to have some sort of downer, whether it be wine or sleeping pills, whatever it is, to help you get a good night's sleep. This is a good exercise to help you break that cycle so that you're not needing, requiring mm -hmm. those external resources mm -hmm. to medicate your body. That's right. It's very useful. And then when you, your spiritual journey will be enhanced because now you've given yourself the understanding you can relax so that when you are I will give you directions a little bit for an actual meditation okay. so when you're seated you will have already practiced some of the, these ele this, this element mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so this is not something you need to start with your meditation then the relaxation before you go to bed is a good training ground for this other work that you can do Okay. And the, you get ready to go into the imagery. Yes, and okay. you go. The imagery would be the next kind of bridging place for med meditation, where people, there are three kinds of meditation, the outer, the inner, the middle, and the uh, inner. Uh, one of them focuses only on objects outside of themselves. The, the middle one that <laughs> come to us from yoga is we stop all thought. Well, it took me like, three minutes before I realized that meditation was not for me. It is so difficult <laughs> okay. to stop all thinking. When What we're going to talk about today is the inner, and the inner one is the one that is better because you're dealing with your own internal structure, and mm -hmm. it's easier for, to do this. Okay. So breathing is important in this, and imagery, as you're breathing, you're in, and you begin the imagery. Imagery should go to a place where you loved in your life, where you were relaxed. If you love it at the seashore, you take yourself, you build a little world within where you're going on a trip to the seashore. 
and you're being there and you're experiencing and you're feeling the sand and you feel the wind. If you don't like the seashore, for heaven's sake, don't create that. You must create <laughs> something that you really like, love, right. a place you love. And that gives enough of a relaxation besides the physical letting go. Now you have a lovely place that you're in. And this can lead into meditation. Imagery is not meditation. Mm. Imagery, you see, you're still doing things. You're still creating. You're still talking to yourself. Okay. Meditation is quiet attending to the quiet within, looking for some impression of a divine, something higher and finer. I like to say listening because it, it works for me to do it that way, where you're just silent. You know, if you listen to somebody talking that's on the other side of the building mm -hmm. that was quiet, and you're trying to hear somebody talking about you on the other side of the building, right. the attention you would put on that would be so intense there wouldn't be any other thinking. There wouldn't be anything else going on in your head but listening. What's that person saying? I want to hear them. But that doesn't work for everybody. If you're not that directed like that, you might want to do some other internal um, presence of something there. That's why imagery can help you just be there in the moment. Because mm -hmm. being in the moment and being peaceful and looking for nothing in particular, just, just experiencing the peacefulness of, that wants to present itself to you. Okay. Then you have a, a moment of that complete peace that that is part of where your soul wants you to go to. Mm. Your soul is calling, everybody's soul is calling them back home to a higher vibration, to a, uh, we called it vibration years ago. I think they're now recognizing that we are really going up in frequency. Everything is about frequency. So we live at a low frequency on the planet, and our spirit lives at a much higher frequency. So we're trying to get through all of the frequencies to elevate our own, everything within us, so that we are at now a higher moral, higher standards, higher ethics, higher view of life. <laughs> we have a different view of people. It's, it's a wonderful putting together, and it helps your health. It gives you great mental health if you can look at somebody and say, I see the God in you. I acknowledge the God in you, and that's what namaste means. Oh, okay. Uh, the okay. God in me acknowledges the God in you, which is the good in you. That's what we need is to see the good in everyone. That's the God part of self. It can be rather difficult sometimes. Oh, indeed it can be. But you have to throw it out there. Because, <laughs> okay. Because... Believe it or not, the other person is more affected than you realize by being acknowledged as being a good person or there's something good in you. I, maybe you, know, you can't relate to it right this moment, but you acknowledge them as a child of God or in mm -hmm. some manner. Mm -hmm. You don't have mm -hmm. to say that because not everybody wants to hear that either. Right, right. But in some way you give them that and you don't even really need to speak it out loud. People relate to each other at this other, um, with the interactions that we have mm -hmm. are going on, science will say, it's on the subconscious level. We're all in communication all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But when I tried this as an experiment going down, I was in Albuquerque. I was driving my car and I thought, oh, I was thinking about, uh, and I thought, you know, why are you doing this? Let's, let's, be, let's be upbeat, let's, let's, be, let's project love out. 
into the world. And I started doing what I thought was projecting love into the world. Okay. Well, I had the biggest smiles, cars, people would look and they smile so big at me. I thought, <laughs> somebody else in the car with me. <laughs> I realized that was my first demonstration that what I'm thinking and feeling and holding, I'm affecting other people anyway. So I want to affect you uh, at your best. I so want to see you there. Is that an exchange of energy between it, people? It is an exchange of recognition. Some people recognize energy coming at them and interpret it. So if you have good things within you and you're sending them out, there's people who can get a lot done in the world by being that kind of person rather than to be so hard-nosed or to be so rule-oriented or to be so critical of people. This helps us stop judging other people. Because huh. love is the only answer. Love is the, uh, the solution in the universe. Do you know that? It's yes. The whole, the whole universe is built on it. Very hard, especially in today's climate. Yes. Because oh. there's so much negativity in our world. There is. And no matter how hard, I've heard people try some very outrageous things, mm. but they can't get away from it. Because what now between cell phones and even at gas stations and in elevators, there's not the music anymore. Mm. There is this screen, whether it's the latest news or it's the latest pop culture, no matter how hard they tried, mm -hmm. they could not just completely lock it out. Well, you, what meditation can do, because you're looking at raising above the, this, because Einstein said, if you have a problem, you cannot address the problem at the level of the problem. You have to get above it. And that kind of an image of getting above something mm -hmm. is really what you would think of in terms of meditation of, in elevating yourself within, looking for something higher and finer, mm -hmm. and a different way to relate to things. Okay. And uh, neuro-linguistic programming talks about reframing. And you can reframe in your mind. There's the mind does everything. Mind builds. And what we build with our mind is very, very concrete. We might not see it as that uh, to begin with. But it becomes solid as we are creating within ourselves the atmosphere that we want to have within us. We're looking for God within. Where is God but in the good? Mm -hmm. It's in the beautiful. Look for beauty, look mm -hmm. for goodness, mm -hmm. look for things that are elevated themselves. Look for nature. Nature has, there isn't any place that God is not. Every particle of every, everything, no matter what it, where it is in any universe, that is God. Because one of the ways that people can practice being in the moment is in traffic. And here in the DC area, we have horrible, <laughs> horrible traffic. Every day, I'm starting to see an outburst of road rage. And where it, either somebody is really honking the horn and giving a favorite hand signal, or it just seems to be increasing. Mm -hmm. And I think if people were more mindful of seeing the God around them, picking out the good around them, mm -hmm. versus mentally, being in fast forward, they'd be able to relax a yes. lot more. Yeah, because people are criti well, judging, criticizing, mm -hmm. and they have no basis for it, usually no basis for it. There are very few people who are making those de decisions mm -hmm. based on real knowledge. 
what that other person is going through, what the, what's happening in there. So withholding judgment is really important because that will keep, believe me, what you put out, you get back. Attention in the world is everything. There is documented proof that mind over matter is true. What you think affects how you feel and how you feel. To reach out to Pastor Mary, you can visit ccwh.com. I'm Anita, your host. Be sure to check out that's AnitaLive.com for where and when to see our next episode.